Now listen, you guys, you know what? Normal kids would have been stoked to slack off, but not you guys, because you're not normal. You're special. Episode 14. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Makes hamburgers taste like steak burgers. And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. So I was stammering. I didn't know what to say. I started to sweat. And then that's when Audacity crashed. I saw you sweat. It was. I wish we'd had a video camera going. Okay. Oh, do we have a story for you? <laughs> okay. This is Half Hour Wasted, episode 14. Episode 14. Yay. Okay. On the Skype with us, JB? Yes. There he is. There. June, June Bob Kim. June Bob, a friend of that's right, a friend of uh, me and Frank, and uh, the redheaded Korean friend. Uh, now nah, stop it. June Bob is uh, is a. Uh, it was you were born in Korea, right? That is correct. But he got to Texas as fast as he could. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He sounds like a Texan. Uh, <laughs> Frank and I met June uh, through the Comic Geek Speak podcast. Yes, we actually met uh, June in person at a convention last year at the wizard world convention. And uh, June, this is actually attempt number two, attempt re- number two at recording the podcast. And it's, it's a shame that it's two because one was pretty good. We had, we had him going, didn't we JB? <laughs> didn't we? Absolutely. All right. In well, fact, it's very convenient that it, it crashed just at that time. Why is that? Well, you know, I, I believe Frank was at the control, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, he was. Oh. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I did see his hand reach over there. and, and uh, I've got to stop Audacity now. Anyway, okay. okay. Well, well uh, let, let's not keep going. Let's just dig into to what yeah. happened just, right. just a moment ago. So, well, hang on. Let's. Should we talk about that or should we... Let's talk, talk about this because okay. Well, we well, we could do comments afterwards. No, I'm not. I'm talking about. I'm not talking about comments. I'm okay. talking about why is June even on the? Okay. Know, why is June even here? Well, let, let, let me stop the part that I know, and then you can okay. take it over. All right. So, uh, so last week we did a really great show with Erica Hesse. We interviewed her, and it went very well. That's all I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, Audacity didn't crash, for example, during her interview? No, well, no, no it didn't. It, conveniently, it didn't. No, so um, we had spoken to June. First off, June, Bob, actually, okay, your name is June Kim, but you told me once why the Bob is in there, so tell me again. That is correct. Well, you know, as a good Southerner that I am, of course, I was born <laughs> in South Korea, and so when I came here, Everyone kind of, you know, heard my full name, and they said, you know, you actually need a good old Southern name. And uh, from that point on, uh, all my Southern friends uh, gave me a Southern name, and that became to be June Bob Kim. 
Wow. Okay. And there you go. I've taken to call you to calling you JB. That is correct. And like you know that that sounds like an oil tycoon's name. So <laughs> that that kind of goes along with it too. I think you're a little short to be an oil tycoon. I think. Well, like well, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that has. All to do I'm with missing anything, is really a mustache. I think a mustache you know, and a big hat, hat and leather yeah. boots. Ten with gallon clothes. hat. Yeah. All right. So right. we we had Frank and I had tested this whole interview over Skype thing with June Bob a while back yeah. and, it, and it went successfully and we said hey june we'll we'll have you on as our first guest because you're an artist a dadgum good artist yes and, you are and uh we're gonna interview you and talk about it well we ended up interviewing erica hesse last episode so i got in touch with with jb and uh <laughs> i said i have an idea was it whose idea was it was it yours or mine oh i was ready so ready to go ahead and rip uh, oh, frank a new one <laughs> oh, so no. I said, okay, this is what we'll do. <laughs> Next weekend when we record, I'm going to accidentally have Skype open, and you're going to – it'll be like you are on your computer, and you see Frank's uh, icon up on your end, and you give Frank a call because you want to – because you have a bone to pick with Frank. So That's right. Uh, oh, in fact, doesn't the story go where when I called you, Brad, that you actually didn't answer the call? And you started panicking. I called yes. you for totally something else. Yeah, what we were gonna what we were gonna tell you, Frank, uh-huh. is that um, if our first attempt at this practical joke on uh-huh. you had worked, eventually you would have found out that June Bob had called me on my cell phone and I'd been ignoring his phone calls because I was afraid to talk to him. Oh my god! <laughs> so here we are, attempt number two. We had. Frank going, Frank and I started this. Hook, line, and sinker, I was taken by this. <laughs> because June Bob came on, I mean, re- reenacting what happened before, and Audacity crashed, and it Frank, really did. We were we were about 15 <laughs> minutes into the last, and into the first attempt of this episode. And and I think why Audacity crashes is, I may be getting into this a little too much, but um, we uh, today's show is going to be about websites. We're going to talk about our favorite, favorite websites. websites. And the computer we record on it doesn't really like it when you have more than one window open. I had a couple of internet windows open. Well, I think that's why it crashed. Yeah, but anyway. too, much, too much to think about. Yeah. Um, so as, we, as we're setting up for the show, I hear the Skype, the little Skype noise go off. Do, 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 do. And I ask, hey, Brad, do you have Skype on? Turn it off because that eats up memory. And he goes, oh, okay, this is before recording. So we're recording halfway through the show and then skype goes off again do 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 and i was like oh no who's that and brad goes oh it's it's june bob wow and so um you know he we always have our equipment around with us and and brad goes let me hook in the mic so we can talk to him on, on the phone and brad just so happened to have bought an extra headset mic to use with with skype which when he told me he bought an extra one i thought why we have one my reasoning was you know i was i was at target i was picking up some snacks and a pair of shorts and i saw the headphones and i thought eh you know i'd hate to be in the middle of a skype conversation and one of our headphones stopped working and i and i have the headset at home and i usually if we're gonna do a skype thing i bring them here or i leave them at home and so that if was, i had that said why you- <laughs> if i had said hey frank bring your skype headset yeah i would have been suspicious it would have thrown him off so so the, so so um, it comes on. Comes I answer on. it, and I'm like, "Hey, it's June Bob Kim. Hey, it's Brad. Yeah, Frank. We're we're in the middle of recording a 
a podcast and Frank's putting his his microphone headset on so he can talk and listen to JB and then JB rips into him. Oh my gosh. In fact, <laughs> let's let's reenact the oh, ripping yeah. in because you said um a friend of the show, June Bob. And yeah, take okay. it from uh-huh. there. Okay, here we go. Uh oh yeah, it's June Bob. He's a, a friend, uh, our friend, uh you know that our friend, friend. And then June Bob says yeah, you had the audacity to call me your friend after the uh, what you guys pulled on episode 13. All oh. right, at this point, I begin to sweat in and... Uh... Well, I, if I remember correct, JB says, you know, what's going on, guys? I could I could see his, his, his hands up in the air out to the sides of him going, what's going on, guys? I thought My I was supposed to fury. be... I thought I was supposed to be... Um, your first episode, and here. Oh no, got, no, no, no! I mean, your it, first it didn't go that way. Frank mm-hmm. started backpedaling already, going, w- 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 "What are you talking about? <laughs> what about episode 13? <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, so not only not only do I get this, but I gotta explain to you why I'm feeling this way. That's okay. Oh my gosh, I, obviously Erica Hesse's got something that I don't have." Uh, and and you know, you know? I, and I start to go through my head. Well, what can I say? Uh, I can, you know. Well, she was available right then and there. She was available, but uh, you know, then I fessed up. You know what? I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that you were supposed to be the first interviewer, and that's about when it crashed. But I was, you know, I would. You could see, I w- I was reaching over to stop Audacity from recording, and Brad's like, Brad's waving at me. No, no, keep it going, keep it going. And I was like. Dude, he's ripping into us. We don't want. We don't want this. And Brad's like, Nah, keep going. It's all right. <laughs> and plus, he's ripping into me. Yeah, I, <laughs> no skin off my nose. Yeah, because uh, you know Frank is the one that made that post announcing the uh, the interview, and you guys, in fact, mentioned how uh, Frank did the due diligence in chasing down Erica Hesse for an interview and everything, right. and how <laughs> lucky, quote-unquote, you guys were to be able to have her as the first <laughs> formal interview of the show. Oh, God. So, you know, I was a little offended. Um, My, you know, Korean sensibilities were, uh, you know, a little bit uh, stretched there. You're not going to, you're not going to, like, like... Rehash it? Re, uh, or, oh, yeah, uh, or, I'm still or, not over I am never going to live this down, am I? <laughs> You know, Jim Bob, when we meet for for the CG or for Comic Geek Speaks 300 episode, to make it up to you, I'm going to buy you a very small orange Julius and uh, a pretzel at the mall. If that'll, uh, oh, hopefully that'll mend man, things. Man, that really touches me deep. <laughs> but it has to be a small orange Julius. <laughs> yeah, as long as you guys don't buy me some kind of a Shirley Temple drink, you know. <laughs> okay, not a problem. <laughs> so no Peter Rios drinks for me. So we, unfortunately, June. We we got Frank, but we have you, no proof. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You, you oh. know what? You know what, June Bob? You were the first to punk me. That's your first <laughs> that's on the right. show. <laughs> wow! All right, so <laughs> now that we got all that out of the way, we Frank and I wanted to interview June because he's an amazing artist. Yes. Um, I got a commission from June. It was the Kingdom Come Superman fighting the Kingdom Come Captain Marvel with this lightning bolt coming down through the middle. It's beautiful, beautiful stuff. And uh, you've done several commissions for people on the CGS board, have you not? Uh, that is correct. In fact, let's let's pimp your um, your website. 
It's junebobkim.com, isn't it? That is correct. J-U-M-B-O-B-K-I-M.com. Now, the last time I visited it, you had, um, like, the format was really slick. It was... um, it was it, a lot of. It was very flash based too. It was I mean, the it was fanciest a, website I've ever visited. It was flash. Um, is it was it flash based or am I thinking wrong? Yes, it is flash based, yeah. and in fact, that's a you know that serves as a detriment to some users because there are some people that are adverse to using flash. Mm-hmm. They believe that it takes longer load time and stuff, and uh, I kind of chose to do that uh, because I had a uh, some uh, lead hours in developing that for a couple of other websites that I worked on as my my other part of the uh, business and so i you know i just had the time invested into that you know developing that module so i decided to go ahead and adopt it for that site and that's kind of that's kind of what it's based on right now and it deters people from right clicking and taking your pictures uh that is correct (laughs) because i'm a i'm a right clicker say right click and save as yeah (laughs) say picture as wallpaper all right um (laughs) How long have you been uh, drawing? Um, let's see. I basically started, of course, I was a, you know, like so many of the other artists out there, I started doodling at a very, very young age. Didn't um, we all? I, uh, I think so. But I, uh, it was kind of an obsession thing. Uh, there wasn't any piece of Oh, paper. you're talking about drawing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, I started basically drawing, you know, at a very, very early age, and um, just kind of when, you know, any paper I could grab a hold of. In fact, uh, all throughout my years of uh, schooling, you could find uh, not only drawings in my notebook, but all of my textbook. There wasn't any spare space. Wow. If there's a white space, I had drawn something in it, and now, so it kind of started at a very early age. Now you grew up in in Korea. What? what how age? How uh, how old were you when you left? Uh, our family had moved when I was uh, eleven to a little uh, small, you know, Pacific island. So, all right, <clears> let, <throat> let me ask you this: so, prior yeah. to being eleven, I mean, you had a different, you you saw the world from a from a, you know, culturally different point of view. What kind of Absolutely. things did you draw before you came came over here to America? Well, um, I mean, to do, some do you people, have superheroes yeah. in in Korea? As far as you can remember, no, no. In fact, uh, no, it's quite different. Um, Manhwa is the uh, kind of the uh, manga uh, equivalent in Korea, mm-hmm. and um, that's where I had, uh, you know, that's what I'd grown up on. You know, those uh, phone books that people are talking about, those yeah. huge, uh, uh, basically, collection of comics that they uh, release weekly, mm-hmm. um, seven or eight pages collection of, you know, all different kind of comic books. Um, that's the format that I, I read those things in, you know, black and white, of course, and those huge, you know, humongous books. And um, that was kind of the books that I grew up with. And the uh, superhero theme wasn't as big. Um, what's really interesting is that uh, during my childhood time, the biggest thing and the biggest influence were uh, basically uh, robot stuff. Oh, like, you know, Transformers? Um, or... Like Gundam and. Um, it's like the uh, the Robotech kind of a uh, generation oh, gotcha. where it was okay. all that uh, heavily into uh, you know mechanical armor wearing you know units and Majinga. I don't know if you guys are actually aware of that. You know, kind of it, it was uh, there were uh, it was more better known with the uh, Saturday morning uh, cartoon type of uh, shows too. And so it was uh, these big huge robots with um, 
a little kid, you know, that's usually, uh, you know, befriends the robot and is controlling the robot and saves the world kind of format. And that was what's the most popular type of uh, cartoons, comic book, you know, stuff, uh, stories that were available. Um, superhero concept really, truly is a pretty American uh, hmm. idea. And uh, and that's really interesting because that's yeah. not something that you see a lot. Really? In, uh, you know, in the, I, I, I uh, just, Asian market. I always imagine that that's just kind of a universal thing, but you know, I, I guess it's not. So when you came over nope. here, you got exposed to all of that. Did you get exposed to comic books or well, cartoons or? Oh yeah, it was. Uh, of course, uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting stories, of course, and I got lots of these. So you know, you can go ahead and cue on that uh, sad. Uh, oh, well, uh, the uh, the Hulk, uh, you know, song if you want to. Brad. <laughs> cue the sad Hulk music, Brad, please. I love no, I'm just kidding. This I know. I, I love story. that you know that that we have that music. <laughs> Oh, I, I can remember during it during that first. I, I can remember during oh. that first test we did, which, which never aired. But you were telling us a story. Yeah, you know, we don't want to get right. into it. But the Greyhound bus and that's right. The music is playing. Can you hear it? Absolutely. Jim Bob can't hear it because okay. of the way our system. No, set I can't up. hear it. But it's playing. Uh, anyway, uh, when I first gotten over to the Pacific Island when I was eleven, um, didn't speak a word of English, right? So this music I had is a really hard time that. communicating, but. Uh, in fact, uh, of course, me being really heavily into, you know, uh, influenced by art, I started seeing there were some like few channels that the uh, that we used to get on the island. Uh, these are, of course, the American broadcast stuff, and um, He-Man was on during that time. Gotcha. And so, um, you know, He-Man was, you know, the closest thing to you know, the like obsession that I had. And uh, what what had happened was that uh, I instantly befriended people, even though I didn't speak a word of English, when I started drawing um, He-Man for this one kid. And uh, it was a pretty decent job, I think, for that age. And so the two biggest fad during that time was the He-Man cartoon and uh, Bigfoot, um, those Bigfoot uh, trucks. <clears throat> so oh, yeah, with the big wheels. The, okay. Oh yeah, huge tired, you know, thing. So be between drawing those things, I started in fact charging people, quickly befriended people, didn't speak a word of English. And I, you know, I just basically had everything taken care of for me. And so um So what you had was, a little uh, entrepreneur thing, you had a little stand going. Absolutely. Where... How much did money, you charge per snack pick? Money. Uh, I think uh He Man I charged for fifty cents. Now of course I got IRS, you know, listening in on this uh, pro, you know, podcast and going to be, you know, back taxing me on this thing. But um, <laughs> yeah, human human drawings were uh, fifty cents, I believe, and uh -huh. then um, the Bigfoot drawings kind of usually took a little bit more. And so, uh, in fact, what I did was I charged a little bit more extra if I had to do it in, uh, you know, pen. Which would be that. He's already, I didn't even understand. He already knows concept, about pen penciling uh, and ink. Yeah, and how old are you right. when you're doing this? Uh, yeah, 11 is when I got there. So I started drawing almost immediately with wow. yeah, people. Yeah, in fact, um, yeah, all of my uh, my my parents actually still live on the island. And um, <clears throat> one thing about Polynesian people is that, uh, you know, when they're in high school, you know, you're about normal size. And then you, you hit like, you know, 25. And all of a sudden, they become basically giants, you know, like the uh, Polynesian <laughs> people. You know what I'm talking about? Like uh, <clears throat> you hear people from Fiji or uh, Palau or whatever, you know, one of those islands, you know, Pacific Islands, they're huge. And so it's very hard to recognize them if you didn't grow up with them. And, and you know, my, my parents always tell me, you know, 
that he's got my, uh, you know, some big old, you know, dude, island dude walking into the store and they say, hey, Mr. Kid, do you remember me? And it's like, he's like, no, I don't, you know, and he's still, but you know, hardly speaks don't English. Don't hurt so. me. Yeah, but he's like, don't rob me. He's like, no, I'm Jim's friend, you know, so it's pretty interesting. Uh, but, yeah, that's how it began. Uh, but comic book-wise, the uh, the interesting stories that uh, I, I really was not aware of, um, the American comic book and how different that was until I followed my mom to the um, to the supermarket um, and on the island on, on this spinner rack I, f I found this one you know kind of magazine looking book that is just you know pretty thin but here's this book that's sitting on there and I'm looking at this thing and I'm going what is this thing and you know closest thing I could really guess what it was a comic book and um, <clears throat> What it turned out to be, of course, was a um, X Men uh, 281, I believe. It was uh, hmm. Extension Agenda, um, drawn by Jim Lee. He had a uh, Wolverine on the cover with um, a couple of other people, you know, on the thing, and the Uncanny X Men. And I was, when I opened that up, I mean, I was introduced to an entirely different world. I didn't know that there were, you know, comic books made with color you know Ooh. you know it's uh it was really a very 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 special thing because in fact you don't even see a lot of books done in color in korea you know and um and i guess that's stuff we take, up, take yeah. for granted here i mean it seems like a oh, yeah. lot of people here that i know they won't even bother to read a black and white book i don't know it just turns them off and, oh and, and, and i you think had, you know it has yeah and i guess you had like the opposite experience almost well, not That's opposite correct. experience, but you were just like all of a sudden color. Yeah, what well, color was one thing, and then I think what really got me even more was that uh, because you know it is an entirely different concept of a a book release uh, in a month frame of time, and it's you know it's like you know these twenty six pages that's you know that's twenty four twenty three, these page number of pages that's put out, and the the amount of the idea and the level of uh, detail and the uh, the work that's put into it <clears throat> it's quite different from the other one and you know the way that the story was laid out it was something very very different but man i loved it you know and uh, i i really you know it, i had long you know progressed i i started kind of uh, distancing myself from manhwa art which traditionally kind of like a manga uh, tends to be on a little more exaggerated, a bit more cartoony, a little more like you know, the big abstract. eyes and, and sure, sure, yeah. absolutely. And um, and I, you know, I kind of as I as my taste kind of got you know older, I kind of grew a little distaste for that, you know. And I I love the way that it it kind of gets out of your way in just reading a story and just experiencing the story. But as far as uh, towards someone who wanted to be an you know who was an aspiring artist. You know, there wasn't as much of an inspiration in that sense, and uh, that you know, when I saw Jim Lee stuff, I mean, I was I was blown away. I you know, I just that the way Jim Lee drew Wolverine, I tell you what, guys, I mean, he made that brown suit look <laughs> cool. I mean, that was I mean, so of, of all artists to be exposed to first, Jim Lee. Yeah. Wow, I mean, because that's right, you couldn't have done any better than that, probably. Yeah. No, because yeah, the guy's fact, solid. I, 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 the guy is Absolutely. solid. I was, what was I, I was looking at, oh, I was looking at today, um, mm -hmm. do you remember back in uh, 2001 when Marvel 
I believe it was Marvel published that book called Heroes after 9/11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the comic artists and writers chipped in and made this magazine size. Do you do you remember that, JB? Hmm. This was in what? When was it again? It was after shortly 2000? after 9/11. It oh, may wow. have been. It may have been in the first. Uh, it may have been in the first part of 2002, but it... It, it was I, like an anthology. And it was these, an anthology these, these small of, little stories in uh, it. It wasn't even stories. It was just pictures. Some some wow. some of the pictures had text. Mm-hmm. But the reason huh. I started talking about this was Jim Lee did a picture in it of what appeared to be like the stairwell inside one of the towers, and there were two or three firefighters... Uh, helping people down the stairs and some guys were going up the stairs carrying axes and Jim Lee drew this and he made these firefighters look like superheroes I mean the guy is solid it doesn't matter what he draws it's Mm. powerful that's right and so I can imagine being exposed to a different kind of art for the first time seeing it Jim Lee style that's right yeah it's obviously made an impression oh absolutely yeah it 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 left a quite a lasting impact on on me because i i think you know he influenced me quite a bit on such little details of course you know we we all when we're so heavily inspired by an artist you know you you always start off by aping someone's style and uh and i as I, I as I started, you know, first aspiring into it, and you know, kind of, you know, there's a lot to you know respect for uh, Jimmy and uh, and what he's done, as far as in the storytelling and the uh, the the uh, anatomy. You know, his his anatomy is just fabulous. Yeah, you know? I, I really and, love um, his his Batman. The way he he makes him look right. like like he could be real, especially like his utility belt. It looks like it's made yep. out of either leather or something, and there's all those pockets in it. I mean, it just mm. looks like something that that would exist, as, I, I as opposed he, to like a fan a fantasy type of, of well, yeah, making it too cartoony, I, I guess. I think his Batman is far superior than uh, than his uh, run of the Superman. Yeah. I, I really think so. I would agree. I, with I that. think he, you know it was a better suited with uh and I, I think that has a lot to do with basically out of all the X Men that he's drawn, you know, when he drew, I'm, I'm telling you, you know, the way he's you know, he drew uh, Wolverine in that uh, brown suit, brown and yellow suit. <laughs> you know, it was far different from when he started ch- when they changed the costumes again to that blue and yellow. Yeah. Uh, when they when they did an offshoot, where he did a uh, X Men and an entirely different uh, line of X Men. You know, kind of starting with a whole new series of X Men, and then you know he uh, Wolverine also had the uh, the new costume, and it just wasn't as um, it wasn't as rich. And as uh, as you know, balanced as uh, his work when he did that previously on Uncanny X Men, I thought. But uh, yeah, but his Batman is a uh, you know, in my eyes, you know, he's he's definitely got the that 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 whole atmosphere and the mood just perfectly down. Hey so June, it's, uh, it's a yeah. Um, you're working on a comic book right now, aren't you? Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yes, that is correct. That is correct. Who who's the writer? He's he's also a CGS forum member, is he not? Uh no, actually the writer is not a CGS. Oh really? Member. For some reason, I was thinking that he was. Nope, I don't believe so. Uh, his name is um. 
what I uh, Kevin Grevo was what I had thought his name was, and I recently heard him on an interview on some other podcast, you know, which we won't you know mention here. Um, <laughs> and uh, he he uh, the the basically the uh, the host of the show basically and uh, pronounced his name as Kevin Grievous, and he didn't uh, object to it, and so oh. that's really odd because I you know I talked to him on the phone quite a bit and. You know, he always says Kevin. You know, Gra- you know, I call him Kevin Gravo, and he's never objected to it. So, I frankly, I don't think he cares <laughs> how it's pronounced. Yeah, but I, he I... is actually a, um, yeah, he's actually the uh, creator, co-writer, and creator of uh, uh, the Underworld the movie. I think there are some, uh, especially vampire fans, really, really, fans of really have gotten into that. That is correct. And Can you hear I the impression? I am impressed. Wow, because I, I love the. I didn't see the second one. But I love the first one. Well, don't be so impressed yet, because I know that I'm kind of dragging my feet a little bit on, you know, <laughs> getting this thing uh, illustrated. And uh, in fact, he called me yesterday on the phone when I was sitting in the theater uh, taking my son and his friend to uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, the third one. And he had called and left me a message and asking me to, you know, call him back. And I'm pretty sure he's probably on the verge of firing me. I don't know, but um, no, uh, he's uh, he's actually been pretty busy uh, lately. As I think uh, many of you guys know, he's been in the news for um, doing the writing chores on his first uh, Marvel book, and that is the the New Warriors, I believe. Oh, okay. I must admit to massive amounts of confusion right about now. Yes, sir. <clears throat> weren't you working on a book that it was a bald guy with an eye patch? You had shown some art on the CGS film. Oh, no. Yeah, you are confused on that. Uh, let me clarify that. That was actually for um, – that is actually a commission slash cover for a novel written by a CGS, uh, uh, CGS oh. listener. and. His name is Barry Nugent. Oh, he's and he, he's he is actually a host of a Geek uh, Syndicate. Right, podcast, he's a co-host of that podcast. That oh, is okay. correct. And he is actually he wrote a novel that, and I believe it is self-published. And in fact, it's uh, now available, I believe, on uh, Lulu. dot com. Okay. And, All right. And uh, he he wrote that novel, and he commissioned me to go ahead and do the cover for that. Okay, now I understand. What, That's correct. Uh, which brings uh, me to the level of surprise. <laughs> uh, that you are actually are working on a comic book that I had no idea about. I've always uh, kind of held back from announcing that because I wanted it to. Well, uh, I apologize. I didn't mean to spoil for... anything. Oh no, no, not Wait, at all. I wanted so is this a first? A is this an exclusive? Yes, it is. <laughs> and in fact, we have an exclusive. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Hold on. You scared uh, well, flashlight. The, yeah. the scary part is that I wanted to give, um, you know, Kevin. Uh, the chance for him to go ahead and uh, make the announcement. Well, hey, you he know thought, what? You know, and he was more comfortable with it, you know, at the time. So, hey, nobody listens to the show anyway, so you're probably <laughs> you're probably good. Uh, we we your have, brother does. Yeah, <laughs> your brother does. And we Brad, have we have yeah, okay. he's not a nobody. We have sixty active listeners. Sixty. That's awesome, guys. Yeah. Hey, can you hear this, JB? Listen. Hey, tell you what, we're we're a minute past uh, half yes, our wasted. Going. Well, no, here's what I say: let's uh, let's wrap this up, keep you on, and just do the second episode. Let's do another episode. Oh, yeah, that's fine. With Can me. you hang on? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. Well, Let, let's do the the closing music and stuff. Here's a little close. Yeah, music. of course. It's just you know, it's gonna get make Kevin Grable more mad, you know. Yeah. When he finds out, when he finds out, you know, well, how we'll long be... I'm spending on a you know interview, <laughs> not working. Sure. 
<laughs> no, yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, hey, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, uh, thank you, Jim Bob Kim. You're going to stay back for episode two or, or for uh, episode 15. Is that right. it? Episode 15. 15. Uh, Halfhourwasted.com. Uh, Jim Bob Kim at JimBobKim.com. Visit him. He's a great guy. And uh, we'll see you next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, guys.